Everybody and welcome to the Untold Hour. I'm Jessica Chobot. This is Andrew Bowser. And we are going to talk some weird stuff today. We're going to slap it and trap it. Slap it and trap it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Shit. I don't know what it means, but... I don't know. I, I dig it. I kind of was thinking do. Ghostbusters. It kind of makes me think Ghostbusters. It also, yeah, you slap the trap down and you trap the ghost. It also makes me think of like spanking something and then putting it in a box for being bad. <laughs> okay, that's fucked up. <laughs> what? Slap it and trap it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was a hard left. Um, <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of don't... We're banking these episodes right now. I probably, as this is airing, am in surgery. Oh, wow. So wish me luck. Good luck. Yeah. My um, lack of drinking water has come back to... Uh, haunt me no pun yeah. intended and um yeah i'm paying for it so it's nothing too serious nothing just so too people serious don't get too yeah worried. don't get too freaked out it's nothing too serious in yeah. fact probably by the time you're listening to this i'm already out of it and um but i'm just really bummed that this is something i have to deal with in my old age have you found now that every your body's falling apart yeah like i've got glasses now because i had to turn up the font size on my phone because mm-hmm. i couldn't read it properly and i was getting all these headaches my foot hurts, so I actually have had to go to podiatrists and get oh, like yeah. foot inserts because who knows what's happening there. I'm pretty sure I broke my hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, everything. I went to the doctor for a problem with my knee. I was like, hey, I was hiking the other day, and, you know, my knee hurts. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, because your knee is shitty. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> oh, should I, can I do anything? And he's like, no, you're just you just have shitty knees. I have osteoarthritis, and I have a... My kneecap is split into two. That's it's called a gross. bipartite patella. And it's not from a fracture. It's just how it was. That's how God made it. Uh, but it, Did you just say that's how God that's made how it? That's how God made oh, it. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but it does mean that it's like prone to get arthritis earlier and bone spurs and all mm. sorts of things. And he was like, yeah, you got bone spurs. Your knee's all fucked up. And I was like, well, what can I do? And he's like, nothing. We're not going to do surgery on someone your age. But. Your knee is getting shittier and shittier. He did say, well, lose weight because then there'll be less weight on your knee, my guy. You do look a lot more svelte. Yeah, I think I'm getting more svelte. I've been exercising, but it's such a catch-22, and I'm sure people that are older than me know this very well. You need to lose weight, but then the things you can do to lose weight hurt Mm -hmm. the condition. I mean, like, I can hike. I can't run. I can't run for shit. If I run, my knee fucking tweaks out and feels like it's trying to escape from my skin hurts so bad but i can do the bike and i can walk and hike and you know do your knees look weird no they don't they don't since they're split in the middle no they don't look weird but when you look at the x-ray it looks weird yeah it's like well yeah dude it looks like someone just like karate chopped my knee in half (laughs) it's just too that's so odd it's so weird and it's weird to me that it's even okay yeah. He's like, yeah, it's a condition people have. I'm like, well, it looks like I, my knee is shattered. I'm like, no, that's just how it was formed. Burn. Yeah. Anyway, and everything else is falling apart, of course, old age. But yeah. one thing I do like about getting older that I have found, and maybe this is something that I'm late to the game on, but I always wondered when I was a kid, do adults just like wake up early and they're okay with it? But as I get older, I have no problem waking up in the morning. Oh, fuck you. I, n- I have no problem. Oh, that is not me. And I am I have never been a morning person. I used to stay up till 3, 4 in the morning. But, like, I go to bed. Even if I go to bed late, I still wake up at, like, 7 o'clock and I want to be up. I, you know? And I also, though, am not drinking because of my acid reflux. I'm not doing caffeine because of my acid reflux, which is definitely an age thing. And so my body, I feel more naturally, I don't know, like led by my Non-poisoned? Own clock. Yeah, I'm not going to bed having anything to drink, and I'm not waking up and needing coffee. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like I'm on like a natural, natural rhythm. That's good. Which could be the name of my spoken word album. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's definitely not my problem. Really? I uh, Do you still have a hard time getting up in the morning? I have a hard time getting up in the morning, and I have a hard time falling asleep. 
Like once my brain, once once it gets quiet. So first of all, I just enjoy being up late. I like the aloneness when everybody else in the world is sleeping and you're by yourself. I love that. So that's the plus side. The negative side to that same situation is that once it's quiet, the brain demons come. Of course. And so then my mind goes into like fight or flight mode on its own because of its own thoughts, which is fucking stupid. I know. And uh, and then I end up having a hard time falling asleep because I'm in a full panic. So. And I used to have that. And I, when I say used to, I mean like. I had a horrible time sleeping up to just a few weeks ago. But for some reason, in the recent weeks, I've been having an easier time with it. And part of me wonders if it is the removal of caffeine and alcohol. I'm sure it is. And I have never been good at going to sleep. I get the same thing. I lay down, and immediately I'm like, but, like, uh, what if this happens? And why didn't you do this better? And maybe you missed an opportunity over here. And my mind races. Mm -hmm. Or I just start thinking about, what if I have a nightmare tonight? I hate nightmares. Yeah. They look, they feel so real when you have them. But I have not had a hard time going to sleep for a number of weeks. But I do my CBD oil at night. Oh, so maybe that's counter. Yeah, Oof. maybe the whole thing is just a good mix for you. CBD. I do a little like uh, I don't know. It's this powder called Calm. I think it's like a magnesium thing. Put that in my water at night. Have some CBD. Watch an episode of Survivor, and then. That's nice. I'm little, uh, who's the little boy in Dreamland? Nemo? Oh, yeah. That's me. That's nice. I'm jealous. I wish I had that issue. I definitely could cut back on alcohol if I wanted, but caffeine, coffee would be a tough one. Get some CBD oil. See if that calms you I down I did, and I was using it, and I liked it, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't effective enough. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, and I've actually gone to the doctors and gotten, like, actual prescriptions. Yeah. And those... Worked for the first two weeks, and then it was like, eh. right. And I also don't take like taking medication, so yeah. that was also part of it. But anyway, um, I don't know how we got onto that conversation, but yeah, boils down to I'm old. I'm probably <laughs> in or just out of a surgery. Right. So this has been um, um, part part of our back stock, and we hope you enjoy the show. Yeah. And with that, let's pop into. Um, Things you may have missed and or beefy bits Mm -hmm. because that's what we're rolling with. So I did not know that this actually existed, which is shocking because you think it would be the first thing that I would look up knowing me. The headline. Or somehow it would um, would have have made it. You would have heard of this at some point. It it makes me want to vomit. Oh, I, I was I wasn't even going well, yes. I wasn't even gonna talk about the actual article yet. Oh. Just the okay. fact that there is a website dedicated to Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh I true. had no idea. I don't really know that it's a site either. How yeah. did we do bizarre states for like four years and never discovered that they have a website? I know. I don't know. I think you just assume Ripley's is like an old institution and there's not an updated website with current yeah. information. It's the weird thing on Hollywood Boulevard and it's maybe a show with Bruce Campbell. But I didn't expect there to be a current website for crazy shit. Yeah. I used to watch it back in the 80s. Totally. At home when I wasn't supposed to. It was like A-Team followed by Ripley's Believe It or Not. Ooh, that's a rock block. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I had good, like, good television taste back Oof. when I was like five. You know what was the shit? And uh, sorry, I won't get off on this tangent, but I'd come home I don't from care. school. We, I, this is a very thin episode. So if you want to go off on a tangent, I'm fine with it. I'd have, I'd get home from school you know, it'd be like 3.30 or whatever. I'd fucking pop a microwave burrito in the microwave and sit down and watch Tiny Toons. Oh, I love Tiny Toons. And Batman the Animated Series. Well, yes, of course. Oh, boy. That Gargoyles. was a rock block. Gargoyles. I mean, my God. The whole day I would just be thinking about that fucking burrito and that block of mm-hmm. animation uh, and the tick when the tick was on. I loved the oh, tick. Boy. I was a big Tostino's pizza roll fan. Oh, yeah, dude. And then my mom, I don't know if you used to get this because I don't know what, A, if they're even still around or how the layout worked, but we got Schwann's. Do you remember Schwann's? Schwann's what? Schwann's. It was a food delivery service. Oh, and no. And they would just, you, but you, it was like Costco on wheels. You'd buy in bulk. Yeah. And they would come by and they'd have a, a certain amount of selections and you could pick what you wanted. And my mom would always get these like ice cream bars that were chocolate 
uh, it was it was vanilla with raspberry swirls dipped in chocolate. Jesus. So like a Dove bar almost, but a Schwann's bar. Oh, wow. And, um, Never heard of Schwann's. Yeah. It was a big deal. I also had our milk delivered to our house in a metal- Well, that's old in school. In glass bottles, and, and it would sit in a metal box on our front porch. Yeah. that was like the, Super that, old school. That was like the milk delivery, because there's still some apartments I know in L.A., that have like a milk delivery service? No, but they have the space for the bottles to be left. Oh no shit. Yeah, and one of the buildings I used to live in, uh, I was like, what the fuck is this for? And the, yeah. the landlord was like, Oh, that was for milk delivery back in the day. I'm like, sick. Yep. I used to get that Man. when I was growing up. I had a Nostalgia, lot of Nostalgia, dude. Yeah, lots of cool shit. How did we get on this conversation? Oh, because Ripley's believe it or not, I used to watch used the to watch show yeah. back with the A team. And uh, and I remember being fascinated by it. And then I kind of every time I saw it at all your major touristy spots like Hollywood and Vine, there's one by um, um, in Canada on the Canadian side of the uh, the Niagara Falls, you know, anywhere mm-hmm. that there's a lot of tchotchke shit. Yeah, there seems to be a Ripley's Believe It or Not. And I have yet to step inside one. I Can you believe one, that? I remember. I can't believe it. I know. I, I remember going to one. Uh, when I was a kid and I was in a play that was touring and I don't remember what city, but we went to a Ripley's and I fucking loved it. We loved should go to it. Ripley's. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to do it? You want to sure. have like a friend date and go with me to Ripley's? For sure. Oh, let's shit. Let's do that. Let's be the people that roll up to Ripley's on Hollywood Boulevard. Fuck yeah. Like, Here, two tickets, please. I want to do this. We've lived here for 15 years. <laughs> How did we not go inside? But now we're going to do a tourist. Yeah, let's do it. You want to live stream it? For sure. I wonder if there's new exhibits or if it's all the same stuff of like I'm kinda tallest down man, for both. smallest woman. Yeah. Because you're not going into Ripley's thinking you're like I'm going in because I want it to be like a place where I can pick up a gremlin. You know, like I want it to be old and dusty and fucked up. Yeah, for sure. But then <sighs> also some cool modern shit too if they can. Talking about gremlins, dude. I used to always imagine that a shop like that was real and that I was going to discover it one day. I'd walk into a shop and I'd hear that little Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, he's fucking here. He's fucking here. Yeah. Jesus. I really hope my kid's weird like me so that I can go and take him to those weird places. And we can have like a cool mom and son uh, weird hangout days. I have such a fear. And I don't have kids yet. But I'm going to say this is going to sound really mean. Because oh, any, any child would be beautiful and I would love them. But I have a fear I don't want to have a basic kid. You're not going to have a basic kid. You're not going to have a basic kid. I'm so worried my kid's going to be so unless, basic. Unless, because you're so weird, your kid will be basic. Right? What if it like, flips? Like, yeah. Because I think I'm a little, maybe it's because I was brought up, well, my family was eccentric, but I was brought up in kind of like a sheltered environment and church and all that. So maybe that's why I flipped out. Yeah. But so what if, so if I, if my kid grows up and I'm like, hey, let's watch Gremlins and look at all this weird shit. Yeah. What if my kid's like... No, I'm playing golf. Yeah, and he wants to be called Ted. Yeah, or I'm Todd. changing my no, name. No, Todd, Todd. Chad. Yeah, I named him something like based on a cartoon character, and he's like, I'd rather go by yeah. Your Todd kid's name's James. Bonkers. Yeah, I would name my kid Bonkers <laughs> in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Right? You're there's almost have a no totally way. basic kid. He's going to no, be so norm. There's almost no way I'm giving birth to like a little Tim Burton. No. You know? But I'll get into whatever they're into. If they're into sports golf. and golf, I'll be like, fuck it. I'm going to fucking love golf. I think it's the blend of the two, right? Because we've got mine really into sports. Yeah. And, but I also take him to like Halloween town. Totally. And I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I mean, I have. Uh, yeah, I I'm love, not, a, I'm I not love... a gatekeeper to my kids' enjoyment. Right. I mean, I love hockey, but I also love, you know, weird horror yeah. films from the 80s. So I know it can be a mix of all things. Uh, I don't know what I'm afraid of, but I'm afraid of something. I get it. Yeah. Having kids is scary. Yeah. All right. Shifting back to our original conversation. Ripley's Believe It or Not, this actually came from their website, uh, which I didn't know existed until just last (laughs) night. Eyelashes in your teeth. No. Disgusting. According to a major... Now, here, they don't reference what the major oral science journals are, so this is probably, I'm going to guess, bullshit. You think? I don't know. Why don't you search? Because you've got your laptop open. See if it comes up at any other news outlets. But off of Ripley's site, it says, according to a a major oral sciences journal, 
One woman has had to have hairs growing from her gums removed Come multiple on, times. Yee. I don't know why she can't just pluck them on her own, like, you know, eyebrows. The lashes seem to be the result of a hormonal condition that spurs hair growth. Doctors believe that this is only the fifth known case of oral hair growth on record. The only thing I can think of, and this has actually happened to me, is that um, certain... I mean, I think like if this is real, that her story is real. I'm just saying the thing that I associate it with is there was a time where I was using a, a whitening mouthwash that killed the bacteria in your mouth. And I don't know if it was the whitener or if it was the bacteria killer. My guess is it's the bacteria killer was like too strong or I didn't rinse it out properly enough. And it killed the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. And so what happens is there's bacteria in your mouth that actually keeps the hairs on your tongue in check Yo. by eating away at it. So if your mouth is actually healthy, you you know, it doesn't feel like you have a hairy tongue. It just feels like a normal tongue. Yeah. But if the bacteria, the good bacteria also gets killed off, nothing's keeping those like I think it's called cilia. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But nothing's keeping that in check. And so it grows. And so you get this feeling and what looks like a hairy tongue. And so. The quick way to solve that issue, though, is to eat pineapple because the enzymes in pineapple replace the bacteria or help the good bacteria come back, which then in turn causes that. No, no, no. Aristotle brought up images of hairy tongues. So the kid on the right, the the top picture, that's what it looks like when it's just out of like for me out of control or the time that I. Yo, I'm not even looking. Which is funny because then one of the images says bad uh, breath uh, uh, bad breath causes it, but I was using a mouthwash to kill bad breath, so it right. wasn't bad breath. I don't know. It's really odd. Fuck anyway, me, you need to me. have good bacteria in your mouth, and so be careful what you use because if you're wondering why that's happening— it can't be scorched earth in there. It's got Yeah, I mean, some of those were definitely, some of those images were definitely not as simple. Well, no, I don't know, maybe. But we're not as simple as like, hey, change your mouthwash. Some of those I think were actual disease. But, um, but I yeah. I looked up. But I'm not saying that that's what's happening to this lady. I looked up eyelashes and teeth mm-hmm. and multiple sites have mentioned this. Okay, so this is legit. like Science Journal and Newsweek. Oh, so, shit. Okay. Yeah, it's legit. It's on Ripley's, but it's also legit. Also legit. Thinking about that. Sensation is hey Aristotle. Me. Is there a video online no about? No way, dude. Aristotle, look it up on YouTube. I swear to God, if you play that, I'm not looking at it. Well, you're the handle. one telling us on our last episode about how you <laughs> sucked up your own nose snot. Yeah, you know, and this is a sad story, but I'll share it because it. I once was in a play in D.C. when I was a kid, and it was a Christmas Carol at Ford's Theater. And the whole cast would go to the hospital to sing Christmas carols. And Are you sure you want to be sharing this story? Yeah, because okay. I'm going to, I'll say it sensitively. Okay. Um, because I was a kid. So it's about how it was from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm not sharing it uh, as an adult saying, like, this was crazy. There was a, a, a kid we visited in the hospital, and I don't know what their sickness was, but I don't think I was prepped for i know the adults gave me a bit of a heads up they're like you know we're going to be seeing sick people so it's Mm -hmm. it's going to be intense but we're here to bring them joy and it was a wonderful experience but one of the patients had some kind of physical um problem with their mouth and it almost looked like hair or something growing i i've the image was kind of burned into my head as a kid because i didn't know how to define it i was like what am i looking at exactly but it looked like something there were something growing in their mouth or on their teeth or on their gums Hmm. and it was intense um and and i remember you know it was a wonderful experience as far as like singing for them because the the patient's family was there and everybody was smiling and happy and we were like giving out fruit cakes and stuff like that and it was good times but i've never known what that was and it's just as a kid you know Admittedly, kind of shook me just because I hadn't seen something um, that I don't know a medical malformity before, yeah. and it really stuck with me. And uh, and I remember when we left the hospital, one of the other cast members was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm chill." But I didn't want to say like, "I don't know." Some of that was a little too intense, yeah, because I was probably like eight or yeah. nine. 
And I don't know what it was. You're a sensitive boy. And I was a sensitive boy. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Life life destroys sensitive souls. I tell you what. there's There was an SNL skit a few years ago that was about, like, toys for sensitive boys. And, and it was, like, a well that you could buy just for the boy to, like, look into it. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. But watching that parody commercial, I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, that was me as a kid. Yeah. I'd be I was so sensitive. That was My, me too, which is why I don't have a soul anymore is because it's been murdered. It kind of has to get burned off, it's doesn't it? It's got to get burned off. I mean, going back to the kid thing, I feel like if my kid were to come home and say some of the stuff that I said of like, "Well, this happened at school and it bothered me." I'll be like, "I know, dude. You'll ha- you got to you got to get to a point where you can say, fuck them. Yeah. And I just couldn't get to that point. Everything fucking bothered me and hurt me and twisted me up. Yep. There's a lot of late night crying in this room. Yeah, for well, sure. We could have named the podcast Late Night Crying. <laughs> late Night Crying. All right. Oh, goodness. Well, let's move on. Yeah, unless Aristotle finds a video of someone with eyelashes growing out of their teeth. No. I mean, there's only five people, and I doubt they all have YouTube channels. Mm. Uh, but you uh, like that stuff. You like watching pimple popping videos. I've moved that. on. That doesn't do it for me anymore. What is it? I now? mean, I'll still, I still get a, I still get a thrill out of like a good blackhead removal video. Jesus. But now, bot fly removal get videos. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah. That is the fucking worst. I'm sorry. I've gone from pimple popping to um, aggressive teeth cleaning. Jesus. To bot fly removal. No, that's like shit that you'd have to watch if you were in a clockwork orange and your eyeballs were being yeah. held open. Well, that's I, insane. I, I ver- voluntarily hold my eyeballs Oof. open. Even I have limits, though. I mean, for right now, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's a problem. I've desensitized myself. Mm. Uh, MSN News. <laughs> the San Antonio Zoo is allowing psychopaths to kill animals and watch them die a horrible death. Uh, this is their title, not mine. Yeah. Uh, for Valentine's Day, the staff at the San Antonio Zoo is allowing anyone hurting from a particularly ugly breakup to name a living thing after their ex and watch it die a violent death at the hands of a predator. For $5, the lonely and slightly disturbed can name a cockroach that'll be fed to an animal on a live stream. And for 25 bucks, they can name a rat and watch a reptile devour it. I think that's going a little far. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. I, I mean... It's- Yes, I'm split down the middle on this one because, you know, they are food for these animals at the zoo. It happens. Right. You know. It's going to happen either way. It's going to happen either way. Right. You know, that's just how, that's how life for these animals works. Sure. You got to keep them alive and this is what they eat. I do, however, think it's a little fucked. Yeah. (laughs) For the San Antonio Zoo to name it. Yeah. Off of somebody else's, like. X. Yeah. And then watch it get eaten? The cockroaches, okay, fine, whatever. Like, fuck cockroaches. I hate those things, too. But, like, rats and reptiles and stuff? I don't know. Seems a little awkward. Just seems a little awkward. It seems like a a PETA issue waiting to happen. For sure. This is a quick little Bowser's Backyard. check after your Bowser's Backyard to see if PETA's jumped on this. Yeah, Am I saying it right? It's PETA, right? PETA. Mm -hmm. I always get confused between PETA or PETA. Yeah, PETA. PETA. Okay. Um, you know, my cat brings me mice as gifts. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. I think he must have found Puck must have found. I mean, it's sad, but like a babies. Den. Well, yeah, because there was a few days about a month ago where daily he was bringing them in the house. Oh. And I'd hear him come in, and I can always tell because he's meowing. But you can tell there's something. He's got in his that mouth. howl meow, and he's like, yeah, and it's kind of muffled. And he's like, I'm, I love you, Dad. I love you. Yeah. And I'm on the couch and I'm just like waiting. And he's like, rrr, rrr. it's getting louder as he's coming in from the back door. And then sure enough, he rounds the corner and he's got a little mouse in his mouth. Aww. And I always, you know, I scruff him to make him drop it. But I feel bad because I know he's just giving me a gift and he's really proud. But that first one was dead. The second one he brought in, though, was alive. <gasps> oh. And... I chased Puck out trying to get him and scruff him, and he dropped it, and the mouse ran away. Okay. But then the next day, as if he were doubling down, he brought in, like, the dad or the mom, and it was dead. And it was a huge, I mean, big old mouse or rat even. And uh, But he left the, he just left, left this one on the back mat mm-hmm. and meowed at the back door. And I was like, oh, what's up, buddy? Good God. Because <laughs> he couldn't carry it in. Yeah. He had to drop it. It was too big. But anyway, it is difficult when you personify them. 
Mm-hmm. Like if I had named the mice, if I had found them in my yard in a little den and been like, that's Tony, that's Tina. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, when he brought them in, I'd be like, Tony. So if you're naming them and then you're watching them die, that does seem a little also, sick. But it's a gimmick. I mean, it's just a bit. I know. I get it's a bit. But also, what the fuck with these people that they're marketing to? Dude, buy yourself a, a gallon of haagen and sit down and watch sad romance movies and cry like the rest of us. You don't need to be yeah. a fucking nut bar and and watch something kill something else that you've named after an ex. I just I think just, that's one step too far. I don't see anything about PETA having a problem with it, but it definitely is. It has been... Uh, it's been picked up all over the place. Yeah. I, th- I just think it's funny when places like this have to I mean, they come must... up with these things. Well, yeah, but also, like, they must they must have a marketing PR department. Yeah. There's got to be. Or at, at its basic social media. For sure. You must know that by putting this out there, you're going to, yes, attract a lot of positive potentially. Or at yeah. least, you know, positive in your mindset because it's getting talked about. Yeah. But that's opening you up. For a huge amount of anger. I know, but I think that's the the gamble, and I think that's the risk that a place like that would be willing to take because any publicity <sighs> for, like, a zoo is good publicity. Well, unless it's like the animals are dying and we're malnourished. But uh, I think ultimately it's funny. You know, they're going to be fed to these animals either way. Yeah, and no, I, be- I know. I bet you there's not going to be many people that sign up. No, probably you know? not. No, I, yeah, I would agree. Is there anyone who'd you'd uh... name a rat after? Yeah. No, man. You asked me this on the last podcast. I don't have any. <laughs> I, I mean, we're, we are shooting these back to back on the same day, even though they're being rolled out at different days. I do not currently have anybody that's on my shit list. I not, don't... not enough to do something like that. Well, and specifically like an ex. Yeah, oh, I, I, no. I don't think there's any exes that I would name af- name a rat after and then toss into a. Mm-mm. Lion's mouth. I haven't had any any real terrible exes. Mm-hmm. Most of my relationships, you know, ended on a friend as much of a friendly note as possible. Yeah. If not friendly notes, I mean, I've I've kept in touch with a few actually as friends. Um, but even the ones that I'm not quote unquote friends with, I wouldn't say there's a ton of animosity there totally. either. So. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I think we're, I'm thinking like there's nobody I would do that to. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, how about you? No, I don't think there is. I mean, definitely not rat level. Maybe there's a few roaches I'd, (laughs) I'd give some names to, but they wouldn't be exes. They would just be people you want to get shit on a little bit. Yeah. They would just be little. I can get behind uh, that. The rat right. thing is a little much for me because I actually kind of dig rats. I think that's I, know, I think dude. that's the problem I'm having my head wrap around is like I know it's food anyway, but I don't know. That's I don't necessarily want to watch that go down, but I can get behind cockroaches getting killed all day every day. Right. I have no problem with that. So yeah, I would toss. And to me, if you're going to dislike somebody enough to like name something to watch it get eaten, mm-hmm. in my opinion, a cockroach is worse to be associated with than a rat. Totally. So yeah, I'd be all, I'd be tossing names on cockroaches all day long. Yeah. That okay. So that's how I'm splitting it. I'm okay. down for the five dollar cockroach. I'm not for the twenty five dollar rat. I wonder if we can do it online and just sign up and. You want to? Do you want to do this right now? <laughs> I, You're gonna I'll pay look. five bucks. Yeah, I would so, do it. Okay, why don't you look? While you look, I'll move on to the next story, which is our main beefy bit. Uh, this is from HuffPo. Mysterious Bermuda Triangle ghost ship was discovered ninety five years after it disappeared. Explorers have found the long-lost wreck of the SX, S, oh, fuck, SS <laughs> Cotopaxi, which disappeared in 1925. The Cotopaxi, which is a steamship that has been referenced in movies, memes, and myths, such as Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So if you watch that movie, there is a desert scene. In fact, you can catch it on YouTube, which shows uh, where the Cotopaxi shows up. And a recent meme showing the Cotopaxi as a ghost ship floating off of the coast of Cuba, which actually caught so much attention that Snopes did a full breakdown of the misinformation surrounding the meme because people were like hardcore believing it. Mm -hmm. Um, The actual wreck has been discovered off the coast of St. Augustine, Florida, almost a century after vanishing near the Bermuda Triangle. 
The Cotopaxi had originally left South Carolina for Cuba on November 29, 1925, and then vanished with no trace of the ship or its 32 crew members. That said, the Cotopaxi actually has not really been missing in the traditional sense of the missing word Mm -hmm. because uh, current researchers were actually able to track down old paperwork, insurance documents, and an old distress signal and then follow those coordinates back to what has been currently known for a while now as the bear wreck. So the bear wreck is the Cotopaxi Cotopaxi and has been known to be a wreck. They just didn't know that it was that ship. For the whole time. Yeah. They just did not realize it was that ship or they they did realize it at one point in time, but somehow the myth of the Bermuda Triangle kind of overtook the knowledge of it being the Cotopaxi right. and and thus kind of folklore, urban myth, took the forefront of it. And yeah. the information of it being the Cotopaxi had gotten lost with time. Because there is, I mean, it sounds like reading this article that this this all had been tracked. Like yeah. this. Insurance documents, insurance papers, old paperwork, coordinates, a distress signal, all of it seems to line up. I don't know. It just took a person. It just would have taken somebody a certain amount of time to figure it out. But obviously this gentleman did and there was nothing to have caused other yeah. folks in the earlier on to have done it, not been able to figure it out. Right. Did I say that correctly? I think so. I think I was I all over. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just all over the place. So the ship at the bear wreck site had never been identified up to this point, but researchers say that the location, combined with all of the other documents and evidence that they have found, can only lead to one conclusion, that the unidentified ship at the Bear Wreck, just off the coast of Florida, is actually the Cotopaxi, that people kind of wrapped it up in the myth because it was close to the Bermuda Triangle, mm-hmm. even though technically it doesn't necessarily fall within those coordinates. Yeah. But that whole general area is considered Bermuda Triangle-esque, so it just kind of became one of those stories. They didn't say what ended up happening, like, they didn't say why it had sunk. Other, um, the only thing that they mentioned is some scientists believe that the reason there's so many shipwrecks in that particular spot is because the way that the oceans meet and thus the currents as well as the wind, um, the way they kind of all bang together in that particular spot can cause, like, rogue mega waves gotcha. that can overwhelm a, sh- a ship rogue mega wave that's terrifying yeah right and that that might explain it but there's no real proof and they didn't go into any detail in regards to what did they find mm-hmm. what what were the reasons that they assumed that it sunk what happened to the crew if there was a distress signal i'm wondering if any of the crew actually survived yeah um but i've never you know i didn't even I didn't even realize how important the Cotopaxi was in pop culture until reading this article. It never occurred to me that that was something that popped up in in um, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right, right. I was did, totally shocked by that, actually. I won- did you ever play the horror game that was about a ghost ship? Oh, man, I know I don't remember. I know, and I don't play video games, but I played this game. Because it I mean, was... I know Ghost Ship the movie. Well, and then we I know all do, and it's about, wonderful. <laughs> and I know about the actual Ghost Ship from, gosh, what like, was it the 16th century or something like that? The Mary Celeste. When was the Mary Celeste supposedly? Um, where that? If you have ever heard the Mary Celeste story, the theories on what actually happened. 1872. The uh, the theories on what actually happened to the Mary Celeste is kind of terrifying, where basically they thought something bad was going to happen on the ship, the crew and the everybody, and it was like a family, basically, that was sailing the ship. They all thought that something bad was happening, or they might have smelled some fumes that got them worried that the ship was going to explode. So they all really quickly jumped into, um, jumped into a uh, lifeboat. And then the lifeboat somehow got detached from the main ship and they floated away and just died out into the ocean. Or that they were put, like, basically pirates came and got, got them and they were put onto the lifeboat and, like, sent oh, off. Oh, gosh. The game that I played was Man of Medan. Man of Medan? I've never heard of that. It was kind of a, uh, not a sequel to Until Dawn, but from the same creative team. And... um yeah, and I I did horribly in it, and all my people died. Oh, I have not. Who was it? What was it played on? Oh, I think we were playing it on PS4. Really? Yeah. Okay, and, um, so not that long ago. No, no. 
And, you know, I don't play video games often, but there'd be a moment where something was chasing you and it was a matter of like pressing X at the right time or else I wouldn't make the jump or pressing the triangle oh. at the right time. And I would fuck it up every time. And there was one horrible moment where the girl in the tank top, I forget her character's name, but I was playing as her friend and we both were confronted by a bad guy and he was like, tell me the truth. And you had the option to like tell the truth or lie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I think I'm going to tell the truth because I think the idea is if I lie, the guy's going to get angry and kill one of us. Well, he'll probably get mad at you either way. That's what I'm hoping happened because I said tell the truth. And the second my character was like, here's what happened, dude. He was like, crack, 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 and just shot that girl oh in the game. God. And I was like, yeah, Jesus Christ. It was fucking, it was a fun game. It, it wasn't sounds- as fun as Until Dawn, but... I was going to say, it sounds like Until Dawn gameplay or yeah. or like... Um, it is the same peeps. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. How yeah. did I miss on that? Okay. Well, I'm going to have to check that one out and see if I can play it, if there's like an updated version or something available on the store. On the topic of ships and, and oh, i think we talked about this lo- the, i love the idea of ghost ships by the way yeah for like sure the philadelphia uh what was it the philadelphia, philadelphia experiment. experiment yeah that whole thing really always grabbed my attention i liked totally. the whole mary celeste thing yeah um i didn't even know about this but i'm glad i found it because i thought it was super cool yeah you remember the old uh garfield halloween special what no oh dude i mean maybe freak me out but i loved it so much I only remember the one where he runs away from home to find his mom. Oh, I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah. Whoa. He finds his mom. Oh, my gosh. Garfield's mom? Living in the city somewhere. What? They never show her, but he gets... He she like takes care of him after he passes out slashes falls asleep kind Whoa, of thing. Oh, I've got to look that up. I'm pretty sure. And animated, not just a comic strip, but in, no, I think in it was like cartoon. a Christmas special. Whoa, it was one dude. of the specials. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, it's been a while since I've hunkered down with a good old Garfield special. But uh, well, Garfield's mom Betty, um, this is blowing my mind. She first appeared. Click on that Aristotle Garfield wiki. I can't believe this is not. This it is all not... leads to Garfield. This <laughs> is oh my gosh, and she's like skinny. Yeah. What she first appeared where? In the special Garfield, his nine lives. Whoa, mom, that's blowing. I'm about to cry. Um, oh my, <laughs> pull it together, dude. <laughs> um, so uh, the, in the Garfield Halloween special, him and Odie go to this house that's like on a little island. They have to like get in a little rowboat to get to the house. Dr. Moreau style? Kind of. And I think they're like, that's where all the good candy is, Odie. And um, they go and it's this creepy dude. And it actually, the image of this guy comes to mind when we talk about the title of this podcast, The Untold Hour, because they go to this dude's house and uh, Aristotle, if you can bring up an image of the weird dude from the Garfield Halloween special, it's great. He's this creepy old guy, and he tells this story about how every Halloween a ghost ship comes and pirates, ghosts of pirates, mm-hmm. show up and, you know, loot the house and all this stuff. And Garfield's That sounds like, fantastic. It's fucking great. Yeah, there's that creepy dude. Oh, Look I up. have seen this. Yes. So, so basically, he takes their boat and strands them at his house and he takes off and i just remember as a kid being like garfield was so scared and i had never seen garfield scared and garfield was like we gotta get the fuck out of here odie not saying that exactly and i was like oh fuck and then these ghosts show up that's what i love about it you know how often in like scooby-doo it's like well it's not really ghosts you know or yeah. well, it's not really a monster but in this Garfield Halloween special, they're like, no, they're fucking ghost pirates mm-hmm. and they're going to fuck with you. And Odie like hides in a cabinet and the fucking ghost pirate opens the cabinet. Woo! Anyway, on a real sad haunted ghost note. Okay. And I think we talked about this on the old podcast. But Haunt- you remember- Wait, haunted ghost note? I'm sorry. Haunted ghost ship. Oh, okay. Haunted ship note ghosts. Got it. Do you remember that horrible, and this is more true crime It's not true crime. It was an accident. But do you remember that horrible story about the worker that died on a cruise ship working on the elevator? No. Oh, gosh. I remember we had talked about in the past 
a lot of feet and stuff washing up from boats that had capsized with people trying to um, smuggle themselves over. And they were ending up in Canada somehow because of the current. Oh, that's right. And And all the feet were washing up. I remember the guy that had a submarine that murdered the reporter. Yes, we talked about that. And that was extremely effed up. But I don't remember the elevator, the elevator story. Well, so this is gross and sad, and so I'll say that. So why are we talking? Okay. Well, because it's related and, to yeah, yeah, no, ships no, and spooky right. yeah. shit. How long ago has, like, how much distance do we have from this? Oh, this was 2015. Okay, so it's been a while. Um, But this is, I just specifically remember this detail, and I found the article where they had this quote. But basically, it was a carnival ship, the Carnival Ecstasy, Um uh, of course, a ca- carnival names one of its ships ecstasy. ecstasy yeah. Uh, on Sunday evening, a family were on their way to dinner, no joke, when they saw blood streaming down the doors of an elevator. And this is the quote, to look and see the elevator with just blood coming down like a sheet and not stopping. Oh. It was a real life scene from The Shining. I believe it. That's horrifying. And this father captured video of the doors. There's video? I don't think there's video of the doors with blood. This is why I'm confused. He has video of the doors struggling to close. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched the video. There may be blood on the video. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there is. Holy fuck. I was not prepared to see that. Why did you do that? I want to see it well, now. Well, what's crazy is it's just on USA Today. Normally, the graphic stuff would be on, like, Live Leak. But no, dude. They're showing it on the news. It's like Fox 4. It's a clip from a local news station. Really? It looks like an elevator has been art-directed in, like, a haunted house. You know what I mean? All it, right. It is. I'll show it to Chovat. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, that's terrifying. Oh, fuck. I can't believe they showed that. I know. That's, that is terrifying. And it was right after Christmas. I think oh. the family that saw this was... So, yeah, I guess a worker had um, had gotten stuck while he was working on the elevator and something happened. But uh, <sighs> that is... If you saw that, you wouldn't even believe it was real. You'd think you were being pranked. Or your mind would go to, like, did somebody spill a bucket of paint because they were painting something for the holiday? Like, the idea that it was blood... Mm-hmm. And there was that much of it is terrifying. I don't know how I would react, but I would assume based on how I react when I've had other kind of traumatic events, events, events mm-hmm. happen to me is um, I'm super pragmatic. My mind goes into yes. hardcore, just break it down. Totally. Being unemotional about this. And I think I would be like, huh, must be paint. And then I go check and be like, nope, not paint. Well, you know, take out like take my kids somewhere else and uh, let's just go report this. There's nothing I can do about it now. You know, like something like that. Like it's totally I get dis- I get really disassociative, disassociated yeah. with my own brain or something shuts off like the emotions shut off. I like, know when I got hit by I got so people that are new to this. I ended up getting hit by a car a while ago while I was on my Vespa. And the whole time it was happening, I was like, well, this is going to fucking suck. Well, let's just take this hit. Yeah, well, let's see if somebody else runs over me. You know, like it was just doot, yeah. doot, doot, doot. It's true. And you live in fear around the idea of things like that happening. But when things do happen, I've even found the practical side of my brain takes over. And I actually don't feel fear in the moment or it's adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had an instance a few years ago where... Uh, a man just came into my apartment and you would, you know, that's terrifying. Yeah. And it was frightening, but the instinct was so clear to just, I was on the porch and I see him come in my front door and just start walking into my apartment and I could recognize he was out of it. I think he was on drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I just stood up right away and just walked right toward him and said, get the fuck out of my apartment, put my hands on him. And there was like a little bit of a pushback from him. He said, I thought you were my dad, is what he said. He was very out of it. But pushed him out. I mean, he was out of that apartment and my door was closed and locked before mm-hmm. I ever had a chance to feel fear. Yeah. It it's was just, go time. It was go time. 
Oh. Interesting. Remember when we went for Bizarre States, when we were doing the live stuff, we went to the Queen Mary. Yeah. And there's that one... I, I, I do truly believe that the Queen Mary is haunted. 100%. Like, 100%. And there was that one space where, unfortunately, one of the workers had gotten crushed. Right. Which I knew immediately... We were at they, when it happened. We, we walked through this threshold, and then in the next room, mm-hmm. the guide said, "Did anybody feel anything weird in this room? And if so, where?" And we said, "Oh, back at the threshold when we first crossed in." Yeah, it actually wasn't in the spot where you normally think it would be. Right, it was a further down. And he was like, "Well, that was the doorway where a worker was killed, was crushed years ago, or whatever." And we were like, "Oh." We yeah, feel it, dude. Because I knew he was gearing up for that. Yeah, but I didn't know where in the ship. I mean, I guess at some point we could have pointed anywhere, and he would have been like, "Well, I know that's I guess. where." You know, I yeah, suppose true. that could happen. But um, well, now I just ruined it for myself. Fuck, maybe he did. <laughs> maybe he's been lying to us the whole time. I know it's like we just realized you know what, Santa though? Claus is did real. I, yeah, did I tell you about my other haunted experience there after that? No, I about only the ever... doorbell. Oh, I think you did. But I I remember your very, very early experience on the Queen Mary. That was like yeah. our first podcast. Well, that was more Blair than myself. Right. But mm-hmm. tell tell about the doorbell because I don't think you said it on the air. Oh, really? I oh, okay. So. so I had gone. So I like to take like mommy and me trips with my kid on the weekend when, um you know, when we have time off and there's nothing to do and I get antsy about staying at home because I like to like go and do things. So... I took him to the Queen Mary because I thought he would think it was cool to be on a ship and yes. spend the night on a ship. So we went to the Queen Mary. And so this was after we had gone and done our trip and our show and all that stuff. I'd been there numerous times. And the, I went with my parents as well because it was when I was shooting um, – what was I shooting? BattleBots. And we were, we were shooting it out of um, Long Beach. So I had a weekend off before we had the shoot schedule pick up again, and my mm-hmm. parents were in town. And um, so to in order to hang out with them for a little bit, we all went down for the weekend, including my son, to Queen Mary to hang out. Because I also thought they would think it was cool, which they didn't, by the way. Or at least my dad probably <laughs> did. My mom didn't, I don't yeah. think. Because um, it's pretty run down. It's right. like it's a rough it's a rough stay. It's not the nicest of places, um, which is a shame because it's, it's gorgeous. fun in other ways. It's totally fun. I, that's not me saying you shouldn't go. You absolutely should go. It's actually one of my favorite spots to hang and visit in yeah. in the L.A. slash Long Beach area. Um, needless to say, we bring them down there. And because it was its off season, the rooms are super cheap, super, 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 super cheap. And uh, so I I thought, hey, let's just splurge and get like like the super old school historical room um, that's got a family room and a bed. I mean, it was like 120 bucks for the night. It was real cheap for this huge space. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did that. And when you go into that space, basically what it looks like is two rooms where they just took down the door between the two rooms. And uh, turned it into um, one gigantic connected room. Yeah. And at one point, that door leading between these two rooms had a doorbell because that's where the light switch is now. And the light switch is a push button the way that a doorbell would be. Yeah. And so we're walking in and my son is with me and we go from the living room into the bedroom area. And I said, hey, let's go put our bags down and then we'll go meet up with grandma and grandpa and the lights were off, so I went to turn on the lights in the bedroom with the push-button doorbell that they had turned into a light switch. And instead of the lights going on, I pressed it and heard beep-boo, like a <laughs> doorbell ringing. Yeah. Like clear as day. So clear. And the lights didn't turn on either. Right. So I pushed it. Lights don't turn on, but I do hear a doorbell ring. Yeah. And it's so clear that I actually looked down at my son. I was like, did you hear that? And he's like, No. I'm like, huh. what? So I try it again. No doorbell, but the lights turn on this time. And I pressed it the same way. I pressed it just as hard. Yeah. I didn't rush it. I didn't slow it down. Like, it was just push the door, like, push the doorbell slash light switch. Yeah. And the lights turned on this time. So there's, A, no reason for them have to not have turned on the first time. Right. Definitely no reason for me to hear a doorbell sound. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my 
effing God. And that's what I think most hauntings are, right? They're not these, like, everybody keeps looking for these huge manifestations, like somebody crawling through your TV, a la poltergeist, sure. or like, you know, Gozer, whomever, like Ghostbuster <laughs> yeah. style. And I I don't think it's that. I think it's these little nuances, these little, sure. like, tricks in time. Like, I, I think that kind of a haunting, per se, is less of a actual manifestation ghost in the room haunting and more of one of those time loops where it just is something mundane that happened a gazillion times in the past happened to get stuck and happen again it's just kind of a trail it's like trailing Mm -hmm. off from uh history and from uh, kind of the imprint yeah that it left i know well it's like that story that we had someone write us on the podcast years ago about the house in Pennsylvania, I think, that uh, had been a hospital, kind of a makeshift hospital for soldiers in the Civil War and that they could hear soldiers in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's creepy. They could hear like nurses rushing up and down the halls and marches outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... I have a tendency to believe more. If you had to, if you asked me, which you can if you want, because you're right across from me, which type of haunting do you believe in more? Which type of haunting do you believe in more? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked that, Bowser. I actually do believe in the, like, redundant yeah. tape recorder kind of um, cycle haunting than I do an actual... Like con- a malevolent Like a conscious manifestation of whatever. Yeah. Malevolent, malevolent or not malevolent, I just... I would... I'm faster to believe time hiccups yeah. or impressions than I am in um, in like actual conscious manifestations. Yeah, like a spirit who's back to, to fuck with vengeance you. on something. Yeah, or um, to help you through your day. Like, you know, and that's another way, thing. Why are all more... the hauntings out to get you? I'm like, listen. Oh, dude, I had a script about a helpful ghost. Why not be helpful? Like, why are, why are people... Pay- like, if you're... If you're... If you're coming back... Like, I get the whole, like, you're upset because somebody's fucking up with your place and moving things around and you don't want it moved. Yeah. Or, you know, you died a horrible death and you want to take revenge on that. Like, I get that part of it. But if you're just, you know, let's say I clock out early. Yeah. I obviously want to hang with the people I still liked in real life. So I'm going to try and be around. I'm not going to fuck with them. Well, there was that story that a couple shared in an episode of Bizarre States where you weren't you weren't there. And I think I've told you the story, though, because it was a couple that did not believe in the paranormal. They were on the podcast because they'd both acted together in a horror film. Oh, you did tell me a little bit about them, yeah. And it was the funniest thing. We did the whole interview and talking about the horror industry. And, um, and then at the end, I said, well, you know, we're a podcast that focuses on the supernatural and the paranormal. Uh, do you have any personal stories about the supernatural? And they were both like, no, no, we don't believe in any of that. They were both concretely, no, no, no. And I said, okay, well, just take another second to think because a lot of times people say no and then they realize they did experience something unexplained. And the guy sat and he said, well, uh, no, we got, oh, wait, yeah, remember that dinner? And then they told the story that was one of the most convincing paranormal stories I've ever heard, which is that his grandmother had died and him and all of his siblings and his wife were having dinner at the grandmother's house in her honor. And they were talking about the the dishware and the china that she loved so much that she always kept in a hutch mm-hmm. that was in the uh, other room. And, and they were like, she'd be so mad to know that we were eating dinner at her place because she was such a wonderful woman, but she was so particular. And uh, she'd be so mad that we were using the good china. And she'd be like, what are you kids doing? You know, put my stuff away, yada, yada. And as they're joking and laughing about her, they hear this loud crash come from the other room. And they all stand up and rush into the other room. And the hutch is still closed, but everything from inside of it has been taken out and trashed onto the floor in pieces. But if she liked the china, why would she trash the china? I don't know. Unless she's like... Fuck it. You guys are going to do whatever totally. you want, so I'm going to fuck this I'm gonna China I'm going to take up. it all away from you. I'm Maybe. just going to fucking destroy it. But, they, but he said, in that moment, we all looked around. He's like, nobody there was a believer in this stuff. We were all like searching for a practical reason. We were checking the locks. We were making sure that the glass in the doors hadn't fallen yeah. out or whatever. And he was like, 
nothing. Like, yeah. It was solidly closed and latched and everything from inside that is weird. was on the ground smashed. I mean, the only thing I guess I can think of is that she died. So she doesn't give a shit about the right. China anymore. You can't take it with you. So maybe she's doing it as a practical joke to be like, oh, you think I'd be totally. mad, huh? Right. Actually, I could totally see myself doing that. Yep. Yeah, you Just, can, like, for yep. sure. For sure. Even, even with my loved ones, I can totally see myself fucking around. <laughs> and just so you know, and just so every listener knows, you can pay for a roach or rat online at the San Antonio Zoo. It's not something you have to do in person. And I have the roach page up. Oh, my, don't tell them. How to, right like, now. What? Oh, my gosh. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like you're trying to promote it by it's not something you have to do in person. No, we, you can do we it said, anonymously. We said we were going to look it up to see oh, if you could do it online. I just want to let people know you can. Are you, you going to pay online. five bucks to get I a might. cockroach going? I might pay five bucks to get a cockroach going. It's called Cry Me a Cockroach. Who? Oh, my God. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of funny this is kind of getting better, actually. You have to select on the site cockroach or rat, and then you select cockroach. Are they live them. or are they dead already? Okay, and so just... that's... A good question, and they answer all those questions. So, um, do we feed live rodents to our snakes or other animals? No. The pre-frozen rodents we utilize are part of a regular, daily scheduled feedings of our animals. They are delivered frozen from a mouse farm and stored at our nutrition center until thawed for feedings. How do we house our roaches until they are fed to our animals? Live roaches are sourced from professional cockroach breeders. The colony is cared for and maintained by the reptile department of the reptile house. I do think the the reptiles eat live yeah. Roaches. I mean, when I would feed my lizard. I don't think they'll eat dead bugs. No. When I had a lizard, a leopard gecko, shout out, Camilla, um, it was live uh, crickets. Interesting. All day. Okay. Well, they're already dead, except for the cockroaches, which I don't care about anyway. So I'm okay. This isn't as bad as I thought. They're frozen rats. They're going to be tossed in that pen no matter yeah. what. All you have to do is give it a name. Yeah. Okay. Not so bad. I mean, at this point, the the guilt lies more on the people naming it than yeah. it does the zoo. Uh, because, again, just get yourself a Ben and Jerry's and move on with your life. Yeah. But, uh, but okay, I was like, Jesus, that's a little fucked up to, like, <laughs> name a live animal and watch it slowly get eaten by a lizard or something. But, if, yes. yeah, they got to feed them anyway. These things are frozen. I don't give a shit about the cockroaches. So Yeah, and also, like, okay. s- psychologically... Well, then shame on you, MSN News, for making it sound a little bit more for aggressive than... only yeah, psychopaths would want to do it. psychopaths and also, like, watch it die a horrible death and... Right. It's not going to be It's already alive. dead. Well, the cockroach is going to be alive, but it's cockroach. Right. You're not naming a rat and then watching its life be taken from it and imagining, I wish that was so-and-so. Yeah. It doesn't... It's not the same thing when it's like... I mean, you are watching a rat being taken by something and hoping it's so-and-so if you name it, but... Yes, but you're not seeing it's the dead life already. leave its yeah, body. Yeah, you're not seeing the life go. I feel like that removes the psychopath attraction because there's no... Yeah. And now I will watch it suffer as it gets suffocated. It's like, no, it's a frozen mouse. Yeah. Okay, I support you know that. Yeah, I mean? it does kind of take the edge off the psychopath because yeah. you're not watching it suffer. Yeah, right. that was the thing that was I was getting hung up, hung up on, especially because I kind of dig rats is... Totally. Like, why would you pay to watch an animal suffer, Hope like, instead, like, in the stead of an ex that's kind of fucked up totally even if these animals do have to eat this way that's kind of exploitive yeah and uh and now that i realize oh no they're just feeding them frozen food that they already have going to be supplying them anyway yeah it's and you're just not like, watching it suffer no it's as they toss it in they'll just be like and this one's billy mm-hmm. and this one's amanda okay i'm glad we looked this up because yeah. i was i was like that's a little messed and that's not really cool of san antonio Zoo. But now I'm saying, no, that's not really cool of MSN News for kind of playing it up as if. Totally. They were not giving the full deals. They wanted the clickbaity. No, no, no. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want. Say lovey. We're not here to tell you what to do. Not really. That's actually the last thing I want to do. Yeah. So with that, you absolutely have to listen to. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, No, but for that, thank you guys so much for joining us on another wonderful episode of The Untold Hour. Um, we will see you guys, or you will hear us very soon when we're back in the studio. Um, we do not have an email set up yet by the time you are listening to this. These are pre-recorded because we're banking them to just kind of get ahead of the game and also because Bowser and I have to wrap a few things up on personal projects that are taking up a lot of our time kind of randomly. But we will be setting up an email shortly so that you guys can send in your listener stories because we very much want to, um 
continue that tradition. Continue that tradition. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Also, I don't have our social media set up yet because by the time we're recording this, we literally just decided on the title this morning before Mm -hmm. we started recording. So I don't even know if I'm going to have to spell it with like... U-N-T-0-L-D. I have no idea how it's going to be spelled out or if we can uh, actually snag the URLs or whatnot. So I got to figure that out first, but at least we can move forward from this point on. Um, Yeah, and with that, you want to give us uh, our outro? This has been Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser. You have been listening to The Untold Hour. Bye. Bye. A A podcast network.